0: are listening to The Collaborative Couch with Lori Maynard and Shannon Tibbets, members of the Creative Compass Collaborative, where we intend to bring joy forward. I just uh, wanted to welcome everybody uh, to our Little chat session right here. So I'm Shannon Tibbets and uh, co-founder of Creative Commons Collaborative. And we have Lori with us who is also co-founder. And we have a special guest today, um, Marlisa McLaughlin. And we thought we'd start with just having Marlisa tell us a little bit about who she is and uh, why we've invited her to kind of
1: discuss this whole addiction to being busy. Well, hi, everybody. Thank you, Lori and Shannon, for having me. Um, I'm Marlise McLaughlin, I thought it was uh, a joke actually at first between the three of us when they said, would you like to come on and talk about, you know, being busy, like the the patterns and the energy of being busy because I myself am always busy and uh, I really don't even like, I have an aversion to the word busy because it initially indicated to me, you know, when I think about busyness, it's it's connected to doing something else that doesn't seem vital, like you're just busy. You know? You're actively doing things, but you're really not doing something with momentum. Um, and uh, being fulfilled and being busy, is that, you know, that's the question. Are you busy fulfilling your needs or desires? Uh, so but let me just back up. So I'm an energy worker um i have lived in iceland for 17 years i raised married and raised a family there and moved back to my native town which is right down the road actually my home right now is down the road glory we're in quarantine so we can't sit together
2: exactly Um,
1: right and uh i came to really understanding energy through first through yoga i became certified Um, at kripala yoga center and then from there i learned craniosacral therapy and got a little bit more of an edge on what was what was the energy alignment about physiologically so learning about that and then um living in iceland is that's a country where it's really really well versed in energy even though people might not directly talk about it in the way that we're talking about it today as things have evolved um and then I came back to the States and began working with my yoga and craniosacral therapy, took a little break for some life events. And when I came back in, I felt the need to integrate everything I've learned. And I started to see clients just at home. They were friends who had come to me for the energy work before. And uh, was, I was being asked to step into a larger role And when I needed to define myself, like what is it that I'm actually doing, I decided to uh, call it energy alignment because that's what I was actually doing. So I Googled energy alignment about five years ago and nothing came up on the internet. So there was this big gap in energy at that point in time. Um, And everything goes so super fast now that it's already, someone's already trademarked it and has... um, has developed a system where you can learn how to do their version of energy alignment. So, fast forward as I'm working in this, as this is all yeah. happening behind the scenes, and I found that my clients were not participating as much as I was trying to encourage them to participate in, because first, second, third, and if, till infinity, you do the healing, your body does the healing, your immune system in your energy field is self-regulated. And I was trying to get them to understand that my energy input was adaptive. Like I was like a set of jumper cables and I wanted them to understand that I could sort of like help guide and move things. Like if you've got a river and you want to get it to go in another direction, you can kind of carve out into the bank and begin to shift things a little bit like that. And it just wasn't happening. And it wasn't happening at a large enough um, momentum for me in terms of understanding that the client could actually heal faster and take what was going on in our time together and then just have it at home within their own body and to believe in that and to be able to call upon that themselves. So I found the tuning forks, which I'm sorry I don't have them in hand right now. I just changed location for the interview. But I was thinking that the tuning forks are something audible that, and it was, it proved to be proved, proved, to be true that the client themselves could now audibly hear what was going on, even if they don't really understand it. And the results that I was getting were really positive and they were very much aligned with what I was doing without the forks. Only now there was a little bit more excitement and, uh, dialogue because we had a little bit more. it gave them more a substantial amount of participation energy. Um, and, and that's where I am today. I love to educate. I, I have a, a local access TV program called Health Buzz Perspectives on Natural Health and Healing. It's on channel 12 in the southeastern Connecticut area and you can find it on YouTube. Um, I also have a podcast with Greening radio and my show is called Energy Amplified. And I have interviewed people um, prior to when I started to um, write. I took a hiatus on the show. So everything's now backlogged and archived. But I was dialoguing with people about how they perceive energy and how they can transmute and transform it in their own lives and what they've brought to the table for the rest of us to gain from. And that's me. Wonderful. I love all that.
0: Um, And if you have not yet experienced any of the tuning fork, Um, it's beautiful and Marlisa has posted something in the group below so that you can check that out um, and participate and she's also are you doing daily healings is that what you're doing right now
1: yeah daily 20 minute tune-ups at 10 a.m. right so So
0: even if it's something that you're uh, not experienced with it's a beautiful thing to come be a part of and um, experience I uh, particularly did did two of them I was able to catch two of them Um, And, you know, we're all living in this distant world right now where everybody's apart from each other. um, But energetically, I could feel what was happening and it was really a beautiful thing to experience. Um, I want to twist it over a little bit and have Lori actually talk about the science behind the energy that we're all feeling right now and um, a little bit about, you know, it's a real thing, this whole addicted to being busy. Um, is actually yes. a real thing and it's difficult for some people to make that transition when they're thrust upon it um, And have no choice and I'll kind of talk about the, the, the no choice option um, after Lori finishes up, but I think it's a good place for us to Hear more specifically about the science and the psychology behind what's going on And this is a real thing and we've got some tools for you to you know work with that
2: Right, right. Yes, and um. It's been a hard transition for me. Can I, can you hear me? Cause I'm not hearing, okay, I'm sorry. It's been a hard transition for me to go from that busy schedule to trying to do this work from home. Um, and I forget even myself being in this field that it is Uh, the the schedule that we keep gets attached to our body and our mind and even embedded in our energy becomes a pattern on all those levels. Um, And so when you abruptly stop a pattern, it does have a ripple effect. Um, So Marlisa was speaking about how to attune your energy so that that comes back into balance, which would then affect your mind and your body altogether. So it's a great place to ground and to, um, to start. Um, you can also look at how you're thinking about things and how you're perceiving things because that's all got to shift when when we go through change um, which takes a little of time to adjust to so for this early part of this transition um, it is kind of a grieving there's a a, a detox that's happening psychologically um, because we're we're losing what we were are used to doing we're used to having certain ways of coping that may not be accessible right now if we can't get out we can't uh, Get face to face with people. We can't run the errands that we used to do to kind of keep our balance. Um, so now I'm coming away from busy, but we're also losing our coping strategies, which I'm finding I'm struggling with that. Um, so your body is um, kicking in and kind of kicking back with this. Um, when your mind encounters a change, it actually registers it as an error. Your mind likes patterns. It likes uh things to repeat and it will repeat itself in the face of this similar situation when you get stuck in a in a new place your mind is is really registering it as this is very wrong and it's gonna rebel against that until you give it enough time uh in the new situation to catch up and to um get back in line um and there is a lag time so i think at this point it's only been a couple weeks if that um, I don't think any of us are caught up with that I know I'm not so I'm still struggling uh, just being at home having all the kids at home, trying to work from home it's it's a struggle. Um, you may hear their dog in the background because I, I don't know I have no nowhere else to put her uh, but, uh, <laughs> All the dogs in it's... the world are
0: very happy right now yeah
2: <laughs> yes they are um, So there's that and then it's the effect on your body physically. Um, There's a huge amount of adrenaline pushing through your system as you're doing your busy schedule that now all of a sudden abruptly kind of shuts down. So you're you're kind of withdrawing even on a physical level. Um, So I just want to embrace that we're all in this kind of process together. Um, And together we can reconnect and, and realign. It just takes a little bit of time. So finding some patience with yourself maybe um, understanding where you are in that process and then looking at how can you feed your mind and, and and support your body and tune into your energy so that that you can find a new balance in this new world that we're living in for this time being.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. And that whole, um, whole self-wellness, that whole balance, that's a big part of why we actually brought the Bring Joy Forward group together um, to this place where we could all collaborate together because we all have different ways that we need personally, uh, to interact and to heal and to find the joy in the moment and those types of things. And um, we each have different modalities that we're doing and they kind of interconnect, but um, we... We, meaning Lori and I, I guess, see that, and, and I think Marlisa would probably be the same in this. We, we're all here to help each other and, um, you know, to help each other grow through this and to learn new things as we're doing that. So being able to do that where we have different, we're coming from different places, I think it's a really useful, um, useful part of what we're doing um, in there. I, I see Marlisa nodding, so I'm going to go ahead and and, and <laughs> Wanted to add anything before I jumped into what I was going to add.
1: Oh no, I just I emphatically agree. You know, and I think that people, what's actually happening even more now than ever is that people are feeling a, a, a call to hands. You know that they things are coming up that they they didn't even realize that that there was a desire or some embers burning in the fire of passion for helping others. You know, cause it, because because yeah. it gets buried. Because where on earth do you find time at the end of a day or at the beginning or anywhere in the middle? When we're on the busy schedule, where we wake yeah. up and our eyes open, and we are we're already out of bed in the kitchen, and our feet haven't hit the floor yet. So yeah, right. so it's a that's a lot
0: of space. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. That's that's exactly it. I think we we have as as um, unsettling as all of this is. I think we also have an opportunity because everybody's kind of in the same space where we're all having more time and we're still doing the things, a lot of us are working from home and, and you know managing, and, and maybe even some of, our, of, of us are busier because we're, we've got kids and, and pets and things like that that we're doing, uh, we have to adjust to. But at the same time, uh, we're finding spaces where we're looking to, and the, the ones that, like uh, the three of us in this group, where we're looking to kind of spread the love a little bit and, and help each other out, we're finding the opportunity for those spaces if you would have asked Marlisa, I bet, a week ago or maybe a month ago, if she had time to do a tuning fork session every morning on Facebook, she would say, no, I don't have time for that. Um, but today, you know, you're able to jump on there and catch that, um, that practice in the morning because we're all kind of coming together as healers to heal each other through this time. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the... the I come from a place where... Um, I've been in this before where um, the world just kind of explodes on you and you are changing the way that you do life um, abruptly and without choice. And um, so this is the second time around for me to do that. Um, I much prefer this time than the first time around, I will say, um, because my first time was grief. And what happens, I think, of noticing a lot of similarities, um, and what happens in grief is that your world stops. You singly, as, as a person, your world stops, um, and you're wondering why everybody else's hasn't. And right now, everybody's has stopped, and now we're all adjusting. Um, the similarity is that none of us had a choice in this. We're all thrust upon it. So even though I love the fact that my husband is now working from home and I get to see him more hours in the day, um, it still wasn't a choice that we made for that to happen. Even though we, you know maybe we would have made that choice, but it was thrust upon. So the the entire community uh, he happens to work for a bank, so that entire banking community is you know running around trying to make this work so that they can support their employees and things like that. So we're we're all in the same boat. We're all wondering what's coming next and we're all working together to do that. Um, And the whole addicted to being busy part, um, I see a lot in my husband right now because I've been doing this lifestyle of slowdown for a couple of years now. And I now choose and make space. And so I'm pretty adept at saying no and saying no, that doesn't work for me. And no, I'm gonna take this 30 minutes and do this self-care practice every morning because it's important that we do that. Um, My husband is not quite there yet. Um, He's still going through his day as if he's going to work and he's getting ready and he's doing the things. And I being um, someone who can feel energetically, I can feel his, he's he's the same. He's still, he hasn't come home yet. He's still at work, he's still up here. Um, And so it's a matter of putting practices in throughout the day. To help him balance and help him adjust to that that time. Um, so that being said, I was going to suggest that we each kind of talk about some some tips and some tools that we can give people to find that place where they can be more in the moment and they can pay attention and they can look for ways that they can, I like to say, pivot um, and and find a new direction. Um, so, so, Laurie, did you want to go first on that?
1: Yeah.
2: So. Um... Yeah, it's it's just hard to transition. So I think um, if you're used to a busy schedule, then maybe looking at how do I uh, structure my day, even though I'm I'm at home. Uh, so I might even though it's it's normal routine stuff that you would do at home. Sometimes having it as a schedule uh, can be helpful. Um, also with addictions, if you're used to a fast pace and you need to um, Kind of switch gears and slow down um, what can you do to substitute that so looking at what what did that fast pace give to you how did it make you feel um, sometimes it helps us to feel in control of things or it helps us to um, feel like we have purpose um, so if you can identify whatever that addictive stuff the things that you're missing how do they make you feel and then try to find other ways to Fill in that feeling. So you may not be able to do the exact same things, but you can create situations to have those those feelings. Um, connections. Thank God for te- technology, so we can still kind of connect with each other. Um, so, and we and, and is talking about the energy of things. It's it's harder to see that because that's invisible. Um, but energy doesn't end. It, it it's we're all connected to the same. Um, energy field and so finding again that feeling also connects you to the same frequency even if it's through a screen so get yourself in front of something that looks beautiful or feels loving or inspiring connect to people that help you feel balanced all of those things still work in this technology world as they would in person so you're just trying to go for that feeling even though we can't do the exact same things that we could a week ago that makes sense Mm -hmm.
1: a lot of sense yeah Yeah. Marlisa do you want to take that yeah it's really it's so interesting this is a really um like a this conversation for me is like a bucking bronco because there's so much excitement and we're all saying a lot of things that really resonate with me so it's hard to kind of get into one place so I I was thinking that for me Um, In my situation, in everything abruptly stopping like this is a little different because I made a very big life decision about a, a week to two weeks before we even knew about the virus. So I shifted. I took a grand shift and I changed everything I was doing. And then everything shifted. So I'm loving everything that's going on because I am not bound by my previous life patterns. I had already kind of gotten these tethers away and I was able to come into a freer space so that I can recreate these new patterns. Um, So the imposition didn't feel quite as hard and I, I do want to take a moment right now to point out one thing so it doesn't get lost in this beautiful conversation and it's about the grief that w- with you Shannon you had this it's this implosion and and I love that it this is what happens when we lose someone we lose someone but everything else just keeps moving so it actually stands out like a sore thumb that you're grieving we're all now, as you said, Lori, we've lost something and there's a state of loss around us, but because everything is moving and it's almost like a beautiful kaleidoscope, including the suffering, I, you know, that's not beautiful, but it's, it's part of the dance of all of the mix as humans that we're sharing. And yeah. it's very difficult to acknowledge and recognize or even see that there's loss and grief in that Correct. way. Correct. So, you know, and, and so that factors in and filters in too, because there may be some underlying energies or moods or, um, states of mind that we don't recognize are connected to a grieving pattern. So actually okay. taking a look at grief is a really good idea. Um, yes. And and I'm not talking about, because many people may not recognize that the Kubler-Ross's stages of grief were really just our pers- perspective on what a dying person goes through as they're dying. It's, there's, there aren't stages, but there are ways of being around loss that may be able to help you, Correct. You know, Correct. Those, those, those aspects. Um, and in, in terms of new patterns, one of my favorite things that... Um, Early on, as we, mm-hmm. I was watching too much television. I was updating myself way too much yes. in the very beginning, um, and a lot of it was very helpful because I self quarantined long before we were asked to. And I, I feel good because I work with elders. And my mm-hmm. my favorite person in the world right now is my elder is hundred years old. So you know, I had to be very very, um, very careful to decide when when can I not help because when is it a threat and pulling away, um, this piece of news was for, to help the kids. The kids need their routine. So they're not going to school for an indefinite amount of time. They should, to keep this routine going for them to help them maintain the pattern, I, it was suggested that they get up at the same time and go through the entire pre-school bus routine, including putting their backpacks on and walking out the door to the bus stop, you know, that. Exactly. that That version of whatever you can do, if it can help stabilize you, especially in the morning for the springboard of being able to open up and embrace this incredible opportunity we have to create new patterns. I see more people communicating, loving each other, reaching out, making phone calls they haven't made in years, like decades. Someone just said, I haven't talked to someone in 30 years, and they made the call. Mm -hmm. I see people eating better. Um, Yeah. You know, there's so many great things happening. And, and so if we can use this time to really um, embody the patterns and re- embrace them as we move right. through. Because when we get asked to go back to the busyness, it's going to still be a design in our minds that that's going to invite us to reenter a pattern that no longer serves us. So I'm hoping that we're going to get a lovely integration of understanding how important it was for us to stop and pay attention Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely you bring up you bring
2: up a good point that any
1: addiction there's a time period where it feels
2: very messy and very upsetting um but there is another side to it so i'm glad that you brought that up that your head will clear and you Mm -hmm. will be able to create new ideas um, things will come into your mind that couldn't fit before. Uh, mm-hmm. so it really is a beautiful thing it's just this initial part is is really hard. So.
0: And I think that's why it's so important at this point for um, for new ideas to come out and it, because you have to be intentional so that when because things are going to go back to something so it's a matter of being intentional on what that something is Do you have to go back to that super busy or can you be uh, more aware and paying more attention and and make some choices that make things a little bit different? Um, I wanted to read a little bit here. Uh, Lisa has um, posted a couple of things that I thought were really nice to add to the conversation. So Lisa says for many years, being quite busy, a workaholic was a way for me to escape from doing any inner work. It has taken me a long time to appreciate downtime where I can get back to being me. Um, And I think that's, that's what happened i found me in in my greatest sorrows um is when i became myself again um and it was because i was so busy prior to that point um that i didn't even know who i was anymore and you know grief takes you to a place where you you break into a million pieces and you get put to put back together completely differently And so as that happens, you're making choices. I was um, lucky enough to throw myself into art when I needed it most. And art and energy and spirituality is um, what brought me through that point. Um, And I think now with what everybody's going through, it's important for people to find those things that bring them joy. Like this is about what are you doing right now? It's a different situation that you're in. But what are you doing intentionally in your day to bring joy forward? For me, art was my go-to. That's where I got lost. So when I was so lost, I could step into something artistic and I could be either completely oblivious to the rest of the world and have a second of um, peace where my body energetically could relax for a minute because the rest of the time you're not. Um, and then also it, it you know it just provided that um, that alternative space where you could escape um, you know and, and do, just do something different um, in there and I wanted to say Lisa also added uh, many people who are not working can be going through a huge identity crisis. Who am I um, and that 's one thing that we didn't talk about. Um, we kind of touched on it, but I just wanted to point that out that that 's a big deal for somebody who is used to going to a job and being at a place and they're being, you know, they're busy throughout their day and they're doing all their things. And then all of a sudden they're isolated. And now they're not doing all the things that they were doing before. And they start to question whether or not, you know, they were actually doing those things before. Was I valuable before? You know, you start going through all this stuff because now I don't need that much time. I have been a An independent contractor. I've been working for myself or own my own businesses since since about 2001. Um, I'm used to designing my day, right? So for me, this was not a change. I didn't, you know, my adjustment is adjusting to the world and the people around me. But for me, this was no change. I've always made those decisions. But for somebody who is dictated their day, um, and then they learn that they can get their things done in a lot shorter of a time. And what they're doing when they're out there in their corporate job, that's, that's a big adjustment for people to make, you know, because they, they don't see it. Because they've been doing this repetitively, repetitively for so many years that this is now ingrained. This is a memory. This, their body even remembers okay. it. Um, and so, I, you know, I just want to value that, that if you're one of those people who are going through that right now, and you're wondering what the heck is going on, I would encourage you to start coloring again, <laughs> you know, do something, yeah. do something that makes you happy, go outside, go for a walk, you know, if you're a sports person, kick a ball around in the yard, like, you know, find those moments, and then you're going to, you're going to find your way back from that, and you're going to see, um, you know, more value in what you're doing.
1: I
2: just wanted to add to the, the who am I statement that Lisa was making or question really um, sometimes we get co- so caught up with what we're doing. We forget who we really really are. all of that. Um, so I just wanted to point out a different perspective and that Maybe it's hard to put words to who you really are, but maybe you can get there by understanding that what you're not. So who you are is not necessarily what you're doing or even what you're thinking or feeling. Those are ways that you express yourself. Um, Feelings are, thoughts are how you analyze the world. Um, Not necessarily who you are because who you are comes from a deeper place, a more soulful, energetic place. Um, because who you are is that creative force that's behind all of those things. So in this pause, it might be helpful to start looking, just even asking the question, who am I? Fires your brain to sort of seek that answer and opens things up so that you can find some space to, to fill that in. Um, because it really is the energy behind, we are all connected in that way. And I'm going to send, uh, this over to Marlisa to kind of talk more about that energy that is behind all of us. uh, If you don't mind,
1: uh. Oh, no, thank you. Great point. Really great points. I was excited again to get go on the bucking Bronco again, because there's just a <laughs> lot. Of, everyone's making such really good points and helpful points. Uh, I wanted to take forth before I go into that part, you know, about, you know, when you're redefining yourself, or you want to do something joyful. Well, um, there might be also a period where you don't know what to do and you don't know how to do it. And all you can do is lay on the couch and that is part of your process. So the more you can just be accepting of wherever you are in that moment and just be there, then you're going to become more fluid with your energy and it's not going to block and freeze up on you and create angst and, you know, uh, resistance. So there'll right. be more flow and that, you know, that's going to make your vitality eventually come back again. So you'll be, you'll begin to sort of be on the couch maybe for too long. And you, your own self says, all right, I've had enough of this. I got to get off. And it's not <laughs> guilt. It's sort of like this natural desire to shift because I think yep. energetically that's, what's being asked of us at this point in time is to just pay attention to all of these energetic shifts and what does that look like if you don't understand what energy feels like or looks like you you do the problem is with our 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 society and languaging is that we have not developed a vocabulary yet that has a common vocabulary brand (laughs) that helps us understand what energy is i mean Eileen Day mccusick who founded Biofield Tuning Institute and discovered a pattern of, of how to work with the tuning forks, in her book, it's, it was one of the most outstanding pieces. Was you know, like, we all know what stress is, but how do you define it? Like, we don't have definitions for, okay, so when she went to write about energy, the problem was that there was no common thread definition of what is energy. We right know it can be subtle. You know and we know that all matter is energy but we haven't yet come yeah. to terms we, there's no platform yet for this language but we know it because we are it we just you know yeah it's like asking a, a fish if they're aware of the fact that they're in a bowl of water like you know <laughs> that's really where we're at so um, exactly. pay just paying attention to the energetic shifting or um you can start very simply by asking questions you know the answers to, like, Is my name Marlisa? I mean, I love to do that. And, and I always ask my pendulum, Is my name Marlisa? And it will move a certain way. And then I always ask, Is my name Joe? Just to watch it shift. Uh, those are, you know, things that you know are to be true and mm-hmm. yield you energy because truth will expand your energy. Um, endlessly and out there and things that are not true for you will shut you down Mm -hmm. so you can just start with those basics so if it's true for you that you don't know who you are right now because you're experiencing this lack of um out exterior definition Mm -hmm. just be with what is true for you in the moment and just stay there because by the end of the day you're going to say what happened to this day it's going to be the next day already because days just go by so fast whether you're doing a lot of stuff busy wise or nothing at all exactly absolutely. yeah
0: absolutely okay. <clears throat> i um uh, was writing down a couple of notes while we were talking and i uh, wanted to kind of follow up so if i can give everybody just one if you're not you have no idea what's going on what we're talking about you're like this is interesting but what are they talking about because <laughs> um, because that's that's a lot of people <laughs> right uh, so my biggest thing to suggest is uh just if you hear something that interests you just start googling it look around we are we're posting things in the group um we have things on our facebook page which is um you know in there we also have things on our website uh, that you can go all over. Just pick a pick a direction um, and start going. And our goal too is to have um, as many different things in here as we can, so that you can start finding what speaks to you and getting a little bit educated and having more of these discussions. And as we talk about it, you'll start to be more aware. Um, but I will I will say for for you know just just stepping off, notice how your body feels. Start with that. Your energy, you know, reacts in your body, and you know that things are happening. If you notice your shoulders tensed, you know, that's, your, that's you tensing up. That's your energy up there is, is not relaxed. You know, you're in a, a heightened state, uh, and you want to calm. And so, you know, maybe you go listen to some soothing music. Maybe you go for a walk in the woods. But just start noticing what your body does. That's the energy moving through your body in different ways. Um, so that's the one thing, you know, that you can do to start. And um, during, while we were talking, there were a couple of words that I, I wrote down. Um, the act of potentially being addicted to being busy, what is, what is the reason behind it? Um, and I wrote down control and purpose because I think that that is two things that, that, tr- that um, that trip people up a lot, control and purpose. I, it took me a very long time (laughs) to let go of control and I fight with this on a daily basis. Um, I want all my people with me all the time and (laughs) all the things I want them to do to keep them safe. Um, (laughs) Control is a tough thing. Um, But control and purpose are the two things. So I would start there. If you're feeling anxiety or stress or concern or you're just sad, if there's all these things happening about what's going on right now, I would start looking at those two words, control and purpose. Maybe write that down, maybe start jotting down some notes. Um, and then on the flip side of that, um, I wrote down celebrate and opportunity. These are two words that I brought up today. And I think, you know, that's a big important point that is not being talked about right now. This is an opportunity for us. Everything that happens in life is, is, is going to teach you something, you know. Yeah. Um, that you can you can learn from. So this is at, at the very least an opportunity to learn. Maybe it's something about yourself or something about the world. But there's an opportunity happening right now. So look at it as what you can gain from this opportunity, um, and celebrate something positive. That's the gratitude aspect of this. That gratitude is going to raise your energy up. That's going to help you feel better. Um, that's scientifically proven. I couldn't mm-hmm. cite studies. Um, (laughs) but you know if you look at it from that point of celebration even if you do every day write it down you know i have gratitude practices i'm sure we all do in the group right now um you know so so start there and celebrate celebrate the opportunity in front of you laura you were going to say something
2: oh i I just wanted to add to the piece about gratitude Uh, um sometimes in the middle of this kind of situation it can be hard to find um so it's okay to think think smaller, think simpler. Um, so for me today, it was just that the sun was out as compared to yesterday, that was a, a gloomier day for me. Um, so sometimes it's something very little or very mundane, um, but as long as you can find the feeling, it doesn't matter what it is, because as soon as you get that feeling of gratitude, you're always coming into alignment. That in, even if it only lasts a second, you just had a second of mind, body, and spirit coming together. Because you wouldn't get that feeling of gratitude unless your energy was there behind it and your body wrapped around it as well. So it's the fastest way in if you can get there. And if you can't get there and it's a bad day, the next biggest prayer that you can say or mantra is just to ask to be open and let the universe do its job. Um, Mm -hmm. And you'll get there eventually. Yeah, absolutely. Go
1: ahead. Yeah. Let's not forget, (laughs) we haven't talked about the most important physical aspect of our existence, and that is breathing. Uh, you know, fastest way in is exactly that. But if you bring the inhale all the way into the body and hold on to it for a minute, your body is full of life, and then just let it go, and guess what happens? You get another breath, and you don't even have to try. So we have this abundance. If you want to talk about gratitude? It's automatic, um, and and it's 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 really a beautiful thing, and it helps shift blocked energy. So in your biofield, the energy that's that you are and that it propagates out this vibrational field that we create with our electromagnetics, because we're like a battery. We're mostly salt water and electricity, and we're generating this electromagnetic field and all of these different frequencies are each organ has its own frequency. So all of that's out there. So there is a heck of a lot of circuitry going on and it's easy to get jammed up all over the place. Right. So the the fastest way to help initiate that is just a (sighs) deep breath in and then out and then something shifts and you might have to breathe and then stop breathing rapidly for a while so you don't pass out. I mean, it might take more than just the one breath, but when you do it mindfully and you're aware of the intention of creating some kind of a shift, it's going to be very effective.
0: Absolutely. No, that's perfect. And I I think that's actually a great um, space to end this. I want to be mindful of of time. Yeah. Um, just under an hour. So I I want to be mindful of that Um, and respect everybody's time both on the panel and, uh, and off uh, listening in. And just suggest to, for everyone to go forward and with that intention uh, to be mindful, uh, look for some places that you can find some gratitude. We are here for questions. Um, Marlisa is, uh, is obviously in the group as well. So um, if you have questions specifically about biofield tuning, please drop those in there. Um, Marlisa does her own, um, she has her own practice, so you can, and she does things virtually too, which is kind of
1: cool. Right now that's all I'm doing is virtually. (laughs) You
0: can take advantage of that right now. We'll be doing some fun stuff um, together in the group as well. Um, So I encourage everybody to, to ask some questions and, you know, just, um know that you're loved and we're all here for you and we're all kind of working together to, to get through this space um or at least i want to thank you for taking your time i know yes. uh, as an energy worker you've been working a lot these uh last few <laughs> days and uh and weeks and, and uh helping everyone kind of maintain uh some balance so i want to thank you for taking the time with us today oh thanks yes, for having me. thank us. you. fun <laughs> lots of fun Thank you all so much, Um, and I want to just wish everybody a great day and go out there and uh, bring joy forward. You've been listening to The Collaborative Couch with Laurie Maynard and Shannon Tibbets. For more adventures, visit bringjoyforward.com.